Attention all business owners. Are you tired of managing your finances and taxes on your own? Let the experts at 1-800-TAX-MASTERS help. Our team of experienced professionals offers a range of services to help you keep your finances in order, from personal and business tax returns to monthly accounting, quarterly, and annual tax planning, and virtual controller and CFO services. With our virtual services, you can get the support you need without ever having to leave your office. Don't let taxes and finances stress you out any longer. Visit www.1800taxmasters.com today and let us handle the numbers so you can focus on growing your business. And welcome to another live episode of Stuck in My Mind podcast. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. I have a very special guest. He's a U.S. Army veteran. He's an entrepreneur. He's a coach. He's got a lot of titles, man. I was reading his profile. He he does he does so many things, man. I'm excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Jason Skisick. Yes, sir. It's good to be here, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. I'm excited. I'm, I forgot to mention you're also a podcast host. He is the host of Spear and Clover Podcast. Yes, sir. That's correct. All right. So... Thank you. Once, first of all, let me just thank you for your service. I think your freedom is worth it, brother. No problem. I appreciate it. And um, okay, so let's start with um, what? Okay, so you call you you say you're an entrepreneurial evangelist. What is that exactly? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I am the person who, when my wife and I go to a dinner party in town. I almost always ruin somebody's life. And what I mean by that is I start a conversation with somebody. I find out that they hate their job, but they have some passion for, I don't know, sunflower seeds or starting a a company that does advertising or creating a Kung Fu gym. It kind of doesn't matter. And so I evangelize the things that I believe in and care about. Uh, And a lot of times lately, that's been in the form of entrepreneurialism for the past several years. And so when I say I'm the entrepreneurial evangelist, what I mean is I evangelize being an entrepreneur. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a great path to freedom. I don't think it's for everybody. uh, But for those folks that are passionate about things that, you know, can be made into a business, uh, that's definitely what I do. And so now it's kind of a joke between my wife and I. I try not to ruin any of the neighborhood dads' lives by getting them to quit their job and start a knife sharpening company or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you'd be absolutely right with with the fact that uh, not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur. Some people are just content being in a nine to five and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. 100%. 100%. It's it not like you said, not everyone's built for this. Not a, you actually work harder when you become an entrepreneur than you would at a nine to five because you, you're investing so much of yourself. Whereas when you work for someone else, you just go in there and you're giving them your time. And if you, if you if, even if you do your job well or if you don't do it well, you're still getting paid. Yeah, believe it or not, though, I think technology and our culture is starting to make it so a more and more percentage of people will be entrepreneurs. Um, And I would even say that, you know, the gig economy is full of entrepreneurs. These are people that decide when to go drive Uber. These are people that decide when to go do DoorDash or whatever it may be. They're taking their livelihood into their own hands and they're making decisions about how they want to do what they do every day. Um, And so whether that's you starting your own small business with the help 
help of technology that makes that a lot easier than it's ever been in the past, or whether it's you deciding to be a contractor for one of these kind of gig economy type companies, there's just a lot of other viable alternatives now to taking a W-2 job where you have to show up every morning at eight o'clock dressed a certain way with you know, certain behaviors. So uh, I think as those doors open up, you'll see more and more people starting to tap into more and more creative sides of their brain. Oh, I'm, I agree with you 100%. That's something um, I'm, a, I'm a table games dealer for my, that's my career. That's what I do for a living. Mm, and cool. I started podcasting 2020. I was furloughed from the job. And so I started podcasting, but I didn't know I had a voice. I didn't know I was passionate about what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't have a clue what anything about podcast. I didn't know anyone that was podcasting. So when I leaped into it, I just started doing all the research, started investing in myself. Mm-hmm. I started taking courses on how to improve my, my podcast, how to do, do, do all these different things. And it was, it was like, it was so exciting to find something that I didn't know I could, I was, I could do. I didn't even know I was passionate about it. I didn't know anything. I yeah. didn't honestly. I'm when I when I first started, I was 44, and I didn't know what I was passionate about. I didn't know what I wanted. To, what was my purpose in life? And once I started podcasting, I found that I found that again, I had a voice, and and people were listening, and people were actually getting something from my episodes and getting something from the content that I was putting out. That when you realize that you're making an impact on one person's life, two people, whatever it is. I'm mm-hmm. to me, if I make an impact on one person's life, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. If you make an impact on one person's life, don't you have an ethical responsibility to make an impact on as many people live as possible? Of course. Yeah, I feel that way strongly. Like even if I don't want to, I feel like if I'm able to make people's lives better, it's my responsibility as a man or as a human. Uh, to do it as as much as I can. Yeah, and that's why I just once I once I started receiving those messages, <clears throat> I was like, oh man, I, I have to continue to do this. This is this is something that has to continue to be done. Yeah, and and it's evolved because at first when I was interviewing people, I was I was interviewing um, celebrities, coaches, and regular people, and all. And then, but now I've kind of niched it down to more to having coaches on, having entrepreneurs, having people hmm. to that, that are in, I guess, in the, in the lane that I'm in, because I've started my own production company. Mm-hmm. I've, I've launched my own business. So I've kind of evolved it to fit that. Hmm. That's interesting. So tell us about your podcast. Yeah, uh, similarly, um, I sold two businesses in two years, so I no longer had financial pressure, um, and which was huge, um, because it allowed me to retire for a year. And so what I mean by that is I took a year, I call it a year of service, and I just paid attention. I did exactly what I wanted to do every single day. And so wh- I paid attention to what that was before I decided to start something new. And so what I did uh, was I spent time every single day uh, hanging out with my wife and daughter, Lucy, um, who was 18 months, very young at the time. She was 12 months at the time. Um, 
actually under 12 months at the time. Uh, I did kickboxing and jujitsu almost every single day. And I was on phone calls like this one with other entrepreneurs, helping them work through problems, talking through my problems, really working and, and, and like in fellowship with other entrepreneurs. And every single time I've gotten off of one of those calls, I've had more energy than when I got on. And so as a part of that, I decided to launch a podcast uh, that basically was an opportunity for me to do that as much as possible. It gave me a platform. It actually gave me an all-access pass to be able to interview people who otherwise I maybe wouldn't have the chance to talk to and, and delve into. Um, I believe very strongly in this art form, in this medium of podcasting. I believe that it's like capital T truth, right? Uh, it's a long form, typically long form conversation where it's just two people. There's not a producer in your ear. There's There may be sponsors, but generally they don't really impact the conversation. Um, I grew up on talk radio. I grew up on Loveline and Art Bell at night. I would go to sleep listening to it. I listen to podcasts when I sleep now. I listen to 20 plus hours of podcasts every single week week. Uh, and it's because I love this art form. Um, and so when I started a podcast, I wanted to make sure I honored that by having real meaningful conversations about what people's lives are like, why they do the things that they do, how they've overcome, you know, seemingly insurmountable challenges. Uh, and I've learned a ton for that from that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know how big my podcast will ever be, though, because I don't dive into the top three things that you can do to lose weight today or the, you know, what is, what is your number one yeah, piece we, of advice? Yeah. And, we don't, and we don't, we don't, we don't, um, the topics we provide yeah. aren't the juicy topics, aren't the topics that everybody's going to clickbait. To us it clickbait. Is, yeah. To, but they are meaningful. No, no, I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying that what yeah. we do is not meaningful. It, yeah, what we do course. has, has, has an impact, mm -hmm. but it's not the clickbait. It's not what, yeah. It's not that clickbait where oh this person's getting beat up or this person's no we're we're focusing yeah. focusing more on positive energy and producing positive content mm -hmm. that sometimes that that's just sometimes people just don't want to listen to that for some reason. Well, um, what I find is the more authentic I can make these conversations, the more valuable they are for the listener. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, I'm sure you find the same, um, but. Uh, I'm just, just not interested at this stage of my life. You mentioned being, I think you said 44, I'm 40. Uh, the, the clock is ticking, baby. We're writing our book. I don't want to be the second character in my own book. Right. And so <laughs> to me, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like, it's time, baby, let's go. Uh, and so part of that is like, I want to find out earnestly, you know, what you've found in your life that has made you successful or a failure. And I want to find the lessons that you've learned. Cause I'm sick of learning my own lessons. You know, as an entrepreneur, you know, I, I have gotten very comfortable learning from failure and try to fail as quickly as I can and adapt and overcome those things. But I also have learned enough of those lessons that it's easier now for me to learn from your mistakes. <laughs> so I try to have those conversations as much as I can with people that have failed on very big stages and succeeded on very big stages. Yeah. It, and that's what I've <clears throat> at first, like when I started doing the podcast, it was. I was like, man, this is amazing. This is great because I'm learning so much from it. I'm mm -hmm. the conversation, mm -hmm. like just the conversations themselves are something like you said, these are these are people I probably would have never linked up with had yeah. I not started the podcast, had I not started doing what I'm doing. I would have never got to meet Bob Doyle because I'm a big secret fan. Oh, yeah. I, I watched the secret when it came out. I read the book. And when his someone whoever was representing him reached out to me and said, Hey, Bob Doyle would like to come on your show. That to me was like, 
oh man, this is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. It, it, it's a great feeling to have someone that you know is successful at what he's done, as what he does, what he do, and come on your show and want to be on your show. Because I remember when I first started, no one wanted to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would get ghosts so many times. I would get people, or oh, what's your numbers? How many downloads do you get? And once I started being more consistent, started doing the things that I needed to do to improve the podcast, like when I first started, I would just upload it. I wouldn't put no description, no episode titles, no thumbnail, any none of that. But once I started learning and growing and and speaking to more people, and people's like, hey, maybe you should do an intro, maybe you should do an outro, maybe you should do this, do this. And I'm taking all this advice and I'm applying it and learning and and it's it's like, oh man, like I didn't. I didn't think of myself as a, as a creative person. I played sports most of my life growing up. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a sports guy. Um, but then when I started podcasting, I started designing logos, started mm. editing audio, video, and this other whole creative side of me came out. Mm. That's fascinating. I, I agree. I never thought of myself as a, a creator or an artist or uh, any of that. Um, it really came out of a desire to connect with those other people and have more of those conversations. I'll be honest with you. One of my favorite things to do, and it's, it's a big part of my, uh, the branding and everything is, is go on these ruck marches. I live in the Indiana dunes here, uh, right off of Lake Michigan, about an hour outside of Chicago. Um, and one of my favorite things to do is just take an interesting person for a long walk. Uh, I do it alone. For, for my own solo missions, but I do also go with somebody else. And that's just a four hour podcast. I don't care if anybody listens. I get to hear it. I get to have a part of that conversation. I get to learn yeah. from it. I get to add value with my own insight and my own perspective. Um, and those, man, you, you cannot not like somebody having been on a, a four hour walk with them. I mean, I guess it would be possible. I have yet to encounter it. I guess so it could do, you be record, do you record the walk? No, not at all. Oh. It's a part of, in fact, when we start to do our masterminds here in the spring, we're going to do a quarterly mastermind in person. We have a mastermind every Friday, but when we, when we start to do our mastermind in person, I'm renting a mansion on the other side of town and we're going to do exactly that. We're going to go on a ruck march through as a part of that and let people really develop these kind of rich bonds because I think uh, technology has allowed us to have these quick exchanges and these very uh, accessible kind of like reduced down wisdom and knowledge. But I think really where the rubber meets the road on real progress is in these real relationships that are developed over many months and years and certainly long conversations where you really get to know somebody. I've had two clients spend the night in my house for weekends at a time in the last six months. Um, and, and honestly, it was an honor, right, to have those people here. And I think there's two types of entrepreneurs. There's entrepreneurs where you buy their thing and then you kind of regret it. And there's entrepreneurs where like the longer you know them, the more you realize how great of a deal you got. And I'd like to be one of those, you know? Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Yeah. You And it's, it's, I enjoy that people, that I get to be myself when I do my podcast. I don't, I don't try to be anyone else. I, I'm just me. And I enjoy that people tune into that. I enjoy that people want to listen to me being myself. Want, and that's what I want. That's what I want for my guests is to them to, when they come on is to be comfortable. Yeah. First of all, I just want them to come on, be comfortable. Just know that we're going to have a good conversation. It's nothing serious. We're going to promote a little bit of what you do and everything. But for the most part, it's just to have a good conversation and see and to show people that, hey, we're regular people as, as well. Yeah. Yeah. As do I. I. I agree with that for sure. 
I think I think more than anything, I think it's this weird balance of um, uh, of being who you are authentically and also trying to improve. And so, you you know, I think there's levels to identity. Uh, and as young men and women, I think our, our identity is ascribed to us. So somebody says like, oh, you're smart. Oh, you're funny. Oh, you're tall. Oh, you're good at basketball or whatever. Um, and that's okay. You know, early on, I don't think you have enough experience in the books to really know who you are. And so you learn by what other people are telling you. And I think most people then get to a point where they become the summation of the people they spend their time with. You're aware, I'm sure of like, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That makes sense to me too. I think that's where we look outwardly for identity. So I am a little bit like him in this way, but I'm not like him in that way. And I like the way she says that and does these things, but I don't agree with this, this, or this. And I think that the place where not everybody gets to uh, and where I really try to stay is my identity as an exploration internally, where I really have gotten to a point or try to get to a point where I can look internally in an objective way or as objective as I can around my ego, not through it, and understand who I actually am, who I want to be, how I feel about the things that I do or say or the things that happen around me. And I think if you can do that, if you can find that authenticity and then borrow the tactics of the other people who've been successful in your chosen field, I think then you can be a really, truly a winner and a pioneer because you just will never be a better Joe Rogan than Joe Rogan, or you'll never be a better Elon Musk. Or I heard Mr. Beast say this on a podcast yesterday there's nobody that's going to beat mr beast at that the person who comes and dethrones him will have taken information from other part places and synthesized it into some new thing that carries the ball further yeah no it's it's you're never going to be of course you're never going to be mr beast but you can learn from mr beast yeah yeah you can learn from mr beast and 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 what you feel applies to you apply it yeah, I mean, you can learn from Mr. Beast on how to be a better shoe cobbler. I think you can learn from anybody, anything. I, I I never used to understand that. I've heard people say things like, I went and saw this music concert and it made me cry because it made me want to be a better man. And I've really started to feel that. Like when I see anybody operating at an elite level of what it is that they do, with, I'm not kidding, man. When I meet somebody who's like a really great bus tour guide or like a really great baker or like a really great anything it I, I went to vegas and this guy made me a negroni and i was like this dude is such a good bartender he like learned how to be a good enough bartender and left whatever he was a european guy left whatever country or small town that he was in to travel across the world to the place where they charge 26 dollars for a negroni because that mother effort i don't know if you swear on your podcast but yes, that dude do. We do. Okay, so that motherfucker is <laughs> the best in the world at making a Negroni. And I'm sitting there drinking that going like, like that makes me want to cry. Like, that's beautiful, man. No, whenever you see, whenever you see someone who um, is good at what, they're at, at what they do, you should acknowledge them. Yeah. Definitely appreciate what they're doing and, and, and acknowledge what they're doing because they, they deserve that. They deserve that credit when, especially if you know that you can see that that person has worked hard to mm-hmm. be the best at whatever they do. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's, that's what I wanted to do with me. I, <clears throat> I just wanted to improve on whatever I was doing. I, so I invested in a roadcaster pro. I invested in a, a um, ATM mini. I invested in a quality mic camera because I felt like, if I'm going to really do this and be serious about this, 
people give me something very precious, which is their time. So I want to give them the best quality that I can give them. So I'm still learning and growing and still messing around with uh, my sound and my, my videos. And but that's just me wanting to grow and evolve. What has changed about you since you started podcasting? Just curious. Confidence. Hmm. Confidence. It's completely. It's, I remember when I first started, I didn't, I would just record, delete, record, delete, record. Oh, delete really? Because. Yeah, I get that. It just, it just to me didn't sound right. It didn't, it wasn't. Yeah. And so I find your voice. Had, I hated my voice. Oh, I still. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Still, right. When I, when I tell people, I was like, yeah, man, I sound horrible. And then they listen to me and they go, are you serious? No, you have like a, you have a good podcasting voice. And <laughs> yeah. People tell me the same thing, but I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. It's, so they go, dude, are you serious? You got a radio voice. What are you talking yeah. about? You don't sound do. good. Nah. Yeah. Are you a New York guy? Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. But I live, I did, I live I, in... until you just said it that way, I, I didn't think about it. <laughs> but now I live, I live in the, the mountains in Pennsylvania now, though. Wow. That's cool. I love yeah, the mountains. I love it up here. Yeah. 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 Nice and peaceful. Yeah. I've sure. been a city boy my whole life. So it's like being yeah. able to to live in the mountains and, and enjoy the peace and quiet. It's, yeah. We get a lot of yeah. snow, but and it's Me cold. Too. We we went from <laughs> Chicago to the Indiana Dunes, which is not the mountains, but it's the most geography we have around. So I'm in like a, a hilly beach community right off of Lake Michigan now. So it's definitely a much more rural, slower paced vibe here. It's like living in a snow globe though right now. Yes. Well, not right now. This it's melted here. It's just cold yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I know y'all got a lot of snow a few weeks back. Yeah, I don't think we have a ton right now, but uh, but in general, yeah, it's like cold. Uh, you know, we're you know all the leaves are off the trees, and we kind of stay home most of the time these days when it's in the winter. And then in the summer, we try to stay outside as much as we can. <laughs> yeah. No, I love I love sitting on my deck during the summer and um just enjoying the the, the fresh air, the birds, and Cause I, I get a lot of cardinals and blue jays that fly around. That's cool. Yeah. So it's it's a different pace. It's definitely a different pace. Oh yeah. Yes. So all right. <clears throat> so did we, we did we touch on your podcast? Yeah, we talked a little bit about the podcast. We uh, we highlight entrepreneurs. Uh, I also have a mastermind. Uh, I believe very strongly that everybody should be, if you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but just in general, you should have. Uh, my friend Scott uh, Scott um, Ferguson calls it plus equals minus. You should have plus. You should have a mentor in your life who's been where you want to go, who's further down the path than you that you can reach out to, either in the paid relationship or otherwise, um, that can help you to kind of understand how to get over your current obstacles. Equals, that's having a mastermind, having peers, again, paid or otherwise. Uh, I have had great success paying for both of these things, but um, where you're, work, you're in the same boat, you don't feel strange, you can talk about your shared issues and, and share and celebrate your wins without being, you know, bragging and da 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 da. And then minus, you should always be reaching back behind you and teaching those folks that are not quite as far along as you are. Um, because like anything, uh, knowledge is understanding how to do something, right? It's looking at it from the one angle you need to see it from in order to win but when you start to teach other people through mentorship you have to look at this object from so many different angles that instead of just knowledge now you have what i would call wisdom um and so teaching for me has given me a depth of understanding of the concepts that i think i know so much further than just doing it and winning the game right 
Yeah. Because I've me personally, me personally, it's um all the all the skills that I've learned podcasting and stuff. I'm getting people reaching out to me now and saying, "Hey, can you help me with my podcast? I want to launch a podcast. I see that you're doing X, Y, Z. I'm interested in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Can you can we link up and and so I've started producing a couple of podcasts here and there, and it's just that feeling where you're able to just t- show someone like when I first, like I said, I didn't know anyone who was podcasting. So a lot of the stuff I, I was self-taught, I, I YouTube did, Google did whatever I needed to do to learn it. That's what I did. Yeah. And to be able to help someone avoid the pitfalls that I made when I first started podcasting, it's like, okay, this is, this is good. This is what I want to continue to do is to show mm-hmm. people this path is to show people, Hey, listen, it's, it's not easy. It's, I don't want to say it's easy doing a podcast. It's not, especially when you're independent and you're doing everything yourself. No, but it's easier than getting on NBC 20 years ago. Right. I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's easier yeah, than getting that's on. Difference. Yeah. yeah. Then getting on, then yeah. getting on, a, being able to radio. get on a major network or whatever, yeah. a major radio station or whatever it is. But yeah, it's easy. It's easier that than that. It's definitely easier to do that. And and some people just they might not take it at as far as I want to take my podcast. They just might want to do it for a hobby. It might be something to help them release something, whatever it is yeah. that they got inside of them. Yeah. So to be able to do that is uh, is a blessing to me to be able to to develop these skills and 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 show people. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, though. You said you were in board games, right? In, in tabletop Table games? games. Is that right? No, yeah. no. I'm a casino dealer. Oh, that kind of table games. Yes. I used to work at a casino. Okay. Never mind. I was going to ask you what your favorite games were because I'm always curious about that type of stuff. Were you a blackjack guy? What's your What's your table game? I deal. The only thing I don't deal in my house is uh, poker. He said and, in his house, folks. But go ahead. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's casino talk. That's casino talk. What's the uh, passcode to get into that house? <laughs> but uh, um, it, it's it's um, I don't, I don't. There's only two games I don't deal, but I deal everything else. I deal uh, poker. I don't do poker. I mean, I deal roulette, craps, blackjack, and a bunch of carny games. Oh, we got a croupier on our hands, huh? That's cool. Uh, that's dope, man. I, uh, I would deal poker. That's like the only thing I would deal. Uh, cause I was a poker player, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, cool. I don't like poker players. Well, there's no money. In it. There's no money in it. For, it's, it's a terrible no. game to be a dealer for. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it is. Yeah. It is. No, actually, no, it's not. It's the casino makes no money. Right. If you're a good dealer and you get to keep right. your totes. Yeah. Cause you'll make good money. Tip. Yeah. You're yeah, right about you'll, that. You'll make money. You'll make that's money. Fair. So the, the dealer makes money. The house doesn't make money. Let's nope. make that. The house makes no money on poker, yeah. so if whatever casino you live near you and they don't have poker, is because they make no money off of it. Yep. Yeah, I, I I get that for sure. That's cool. How long have you been doing that? Um, since 2015. Wow. Yeah, I remember I worked at a casino when I was like 18, still as a security guard. And you want to talk about like dollar bang for your buck as an unskilled labor person, dude? I was making. 30 40 dollars an hour 50 dollars an hour at that time because they would you would count out tips that's all we or we count out winnings right and so every time you do somebody would throw you 100 bucks to split and we would do that all night long so we were we were doing much better than i deserved at that time <laughs> oh, i started i started i started at security i actually went 
Because when I moved up here, um, I actually was, I just applied for the Cabana position, even though I had prior experience in security in New York and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I applied for the uh, the pool cabana guy. Cool. And the guy saw my resume. He was like, "Yo, you have security experience, man. Um, we're looking for security. It'll be full time. You get benefits, all the." So I was like, "All right." So I started in security, and that my first year there, I got to I got to meet a lot of the pit bosses, a lot of the the supervisors, and they're like, "Dude, the money's on this side of the table." It is. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's yeah, on the yeah, side yeah. of the table. Yeah. And they're like, yo, as soon as the class starts, you need to sign up and, and come over to this side. And so that's what I did. I, I served one year in security. I took the blackjack class and I switched over to the um, table games. Well, let me return the favor and thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's getting to the point now, especially with... um. With with where I'm trying to to go and, and my mindset, it, it, it's kind of the energy is uh, leading me away from there. Yeah, there's nothing. So there's nothing that'll slow down an entrepreneur or even just anybody that's like trying to move up. There's nothing that'll slow you down more than tactical, where you're like focused on doing the thing that you're doing right now every day, all the time. And I can't think of anything more tactical than dealing cards in, in for blackjack. You have or whatever game. You have to be so dialed on that thing right now, and it doesn't matter at all once it's done. Yeah. Yeah, that's so I've never it, thought about that, but I think that's like the worst thing you could do <laughs> to try because it just it sucks. I mean, you really do. You're, you're doing math the whole time, mm-hmm. right? Like you you have to be focused. You're watching for these signs. You got to make, sure, of- make sure people ain't capping. Oh my god! Sure. There's yeah. so many different things you're doing, and then and then it's just to edit. it's like there's sometimes wow. you'll get great players. You'll get some great players that tip you, and because they think that dealers make all this money, but a lot, of the, a lot of the casinos play their deal as minimum wage because really? they get tokes. Yeah, yeah. So what's the toke rate? The toke rate's usually like it depends. Like right now it's all slow season, so it's it's really really down. That's interesting. I just like, remember that toke rate was like it was like twenty five dollars an hour or something like that back in the day where I was. Oh no, this we have those moments though. We still be having those moments. Or, um, but it's it's so slow right now. Like it'll pick up heading towards may july yeah. summer Dope. and then of course it'll start dying down again after labor day and we'll get busy for for the we'll get busy for thanksgiving like thanksgiving is one of our busiest times mm-hmm. and then of course christmas and new year's but um right now is our slow season that's cool man that's fun to talk about i haven't thought about that stuff in a long time <laughs> yeah but now it, it's gotten to Eventually, I if I continue on my path, um, I won't be there much longer. <laughs> That's good. That's great. And it's not because I I love the people and it's an easy job. Is it really is? You get paid to play games, so it's not like the job is demanding, but it's it's it is draining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But Jason, this has been fun, man. I've I've enjoyed this conversation. I'm really glad to hear that, man. I have as well. Um, I think uh, I think we have uh, plenty to talk about. You know. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, man. We definitely do. Um, 
now is the time where you get to plug away, man. You get the you get the solo screen, and everybody gets to find out where they can find you and everything. Well, listen, man. I uh, first of all, if you're still listening to this, it's because you like Wise and the stuff that he's putting together. And so, please do me a favor and just go like, subscribe, and share this with a friend because it's the only way that this guy is going to get out from the other side of that table. So, uh, that's the number one thing I would say. And the number two, if you still have energy, I would love to invite any entrepreneurs who are interested in uh, that plus equals minus in working with other entrepreneurs, in learning from mentors, and in helping others to grow. Um, I'd love to invite you to check out www.spearandclo com that's spear and clover.com um and you can you can book a free test drive you can come to the mastermind for a visit for free uh we also have other resources and courses that are available for entrepreneurs to help them uh level up and grow their business and scale their impact on the world so um my my platform of choice is instagram i'm at jason skisick and i'm also at spear and clover you can find me on all of the other socials as well yeah, I, I am following you on Instagram. I, cool. I should. I, I think I am following. Yeah, great. I and, hope um, you enjoy it. Oh yeah, no, no, I do, and I, and I subscribe to your YouTube channel as well. Cool. So man. yeah, no, you have to support, man. You, I anytime I have a guest that comes on and and they have a a podcast, I support it. I'll listen to it. You have to. You have to support each other. So I agree. It's all about supporting and uplifting others. I totally agree. But I appreciate you coming on, man. This has been fun. It, 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 it's funny because you mentioned earlier about when um, you have great conversation, you're energized. Because there was a uh, last year, I, I recorded like four episodes back, back to back. And by the fourth one, I still was wired. Yeah. And the guest yeah. was like, man, because they had already, they, I guess, knew I had already done three interviews prior. And they go, thank you. And I go, why? It's like, because you still have all this energy, and I know this yeah. is your fourth interview of the day. This is like, my fourth interview of five today. <laughs> but it's it's but when you have these interviews, you you, I'm wired. It's like by the time I'm done with this interview, I'll be wired because I'll have so much energy because of the transfer of energy. It, yeah. It's like oh man, I love this, and that's I something totally I, I I have a great time. And yeah. that's something I, that's why I love having the conversations because I'm not drained by it. I'm, I'm actually recharged from having these conversations. Yeah. You try to, if you can figure out a way to fill your days with stuff that gives you energy, you're, you're ahead of 99% of people in the world. Yeah. But thank you. Don't leave just yet. Um, okay. I'm going to just uh, close out the show right quick and then uh, we'll chat a little bit behind the scenes. Oh, sounds good, man. Thank you again All for right. having me on. Oh, no, his pleasure was all mine. This was all good. This is yeah. a great conversation. Thank you. All right. So now it is time for shout outs. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, A Pizzle, thank you for coming through. Ben from the BS3 Network, what's up? How you doing, brother? Uh, big shout out to my real wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Counting the di- counting down the days to Podfest. We'll be down there next week. Uh, big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. Love you and appreciate you, baby. Big shout out to my guest, Jason Skisick, for coming through and, and having a great conversation, man. Love it. Love it. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Peace out.